no God like our God who gave who paid the price there's only one if you know there's only one make some noise Joyce, host of the Rejoice Show on the Fishbowl Radio Network. Check out my show every Thursday from 11 to 1 o'clock. You will hear an eclectic mix of music from old school, new school, neo soul, spoken word, R&B. Don't miss the Rejoice Show. On FishbowlRadioNetwork.com. Jump in. But grace and mercy, me. Saturday, October 21st, 2017. Get ready for an event that will take your breath away. It's the 2017 FBRN.US Internet Radio Host Award. An eight-year anniversary celebration. Walk down the red carpet. Take pictures in the photo booth with your family and friends. Enjoy live entertainment. Finger foods and a cash bar. Plus, an entertaining award show to honor the best of the best at the largest internet radio network on the planet. Fishbowl Radio Network. 30 categories. 30 winners. An amazing night of elegance and fun at the Uptown Theater in Grand Prairie. Located at 120 East Main Street. Get your tickets today at FBRN.US. VIP tickets going fast. The 2017 FBRN.US Internet Host Awards. The Sharkies. Saturday, October 21st at 6 p.m. at the Uptown Theater in Grand Prairie. Jump in. The State Fair of Texas now has printed home tickets. Can you do one with more emphasis on the word print? And smile, please. Take 24. Go online to get your printed home ticket. That sounded like you said print, not print. Let's go again. Get your State Fair of Texas printed home tickets. Listen, when you say print, it needs to convey the fact that you can easily buy tickets, coupon vouchers, and family packs online. State Fair of Texas. Buy your tickets, coupon vouchers, and family packs online now at bigtex.com forward slash radio. 
Memories last a lifetime. Put a fun spin on those memories with next episode photo booths. Get a complete new setup with photo strips printed right on site. Visit www.nextepisodephotoboots.com or call 972-741-4030. That's 972-741-4030. Be the life of the party with an experience made special with next episode photo booths. All you have to do with next episode photo booths is smile for the camera in three, two, one. Introducing the Ferrero Rocher Cupcakes loaded with luscious layers of sweet goodness coated over dark chocolate cake made with the freshest and finest ingredients to make you say, holy cupcake! Voted top three cupcakes in the DFW area. Wondering where you can get these sweet chocolatey goodies? Where else but like cupcake and treats? Call us now, 682-999-8276. That's 682-999-8276. Or visit us on our Facebook and Instagram at Lake Cupcake and Treats, where we make life sweeter. Putting in the work. Fishbowl Radio Network. FBRN.US. Jump in. Yes, you are listening to the Queen Sylvie Show, and this is Smooth Tim. Let's get things started out with a little music from our past guest from last week, Webstrato. Oh, 
I'm an African you. sexiest granny everyone's favorite comedian queen sylvie what's up and welcome to the queen sylvie show where we enjoy some laughter talk and a little craziness from time to time i'm very happy you're here on this fishbowl tuesday it's a lovely day here in Arlington, Texas, as I look out the window and see the birds smiling. Yes, as they fly by straight up. Got you, didn't I? Oh, I love it. Looking for the birds, aren't you? Don't yes. you like it when we get new yes. people in here and they but look out the window? Damn yes. birds, at? But they're out that. there. They're out there. They're there. But without mm. further ado, allow me to introduce my buddy, pal, and co-host of the year, Smooth Tim. Hey, Tim. Good morning, Queen. How are you? <laughs> I am super califragilistic. Xbialidocious twenty four seven three sixty five. You know what? <laughs> you am. are simply amazing. amazing. Don't you love it? <laughs> I love it, girl. When he knows <laughs> and says it to the world. Yes, I am amazing. But we do have an amazing uh, lineup of guests and announcements, don't we? On today's show, Queen, we have executive producer, actress, comedian, media mogul, and founder of Comics Rock Convention. Miss Hope Flood. Yes. We have a writer, comedian, downtown Tony Brown. In the house. And we have writer, author, comedian, the pastor, Reverend Deacon Smith. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if I want to say amen or Shona. Or Smith. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Hey, let us not forget our special in-studio guest here all the way from where? Nevada. 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 In the house, Kayla Point. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, let's give a big shout out to our listeners out there in the United Kingdom, Canada, Spain, Venezuela, Japan, Sydney. Thank you for listening. And Netherlands, Germany, Nigeria. Thank you all for dialing in and listening to the Queen Sylvie Show. Yes. We appreciate it. Shout out. And guess what? The Sharky voting ends tonight and we are up for seven awards yes. we would sure appreciate it if you log on and continue voting www.fbrn.us and click the vote now and i'll tell you what he likes to sound sexy you see why he's called smooth tim right 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you'll know why I bought him a microphone for his birthday. That's oh, right. You yeah. really truly did. That's what's up. But guess but what? What? It's that time. Yes, it is. Motivate me. It is that time right now <laughs> <laughs> where I'd like to share some motivational words from the Queen Sylvie Show to you. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> Be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. See, set goals that scare you and excite you at the same time. Know that success does not just come and find your ass. Mm-mm. You got to get out and get it. You don't want to look back and know that you could have done better, right? Be somebody that nobody thought you could ever be. I mean, the only time you should ever look back is to see how far you've come, hey? And those are some motivational words. <laughs> I love it. From the Queen Sylvie Show to you. I want to um, start out by welcoming my guest. I've been waiting to get her back on the Queen Sylvie Show. Miss Hope Flood, Hope, are you there? I am here. How are y'all? I'm doing fine. <laughs> Let me begin, Hope, by introducing to you whom all is here in studio. You knew, you know Smooth Tim, of course. Hope, welcome oh, to the hi show. Hi, Tim. Hi. Hi, sexy. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Queen. Yes. yes, I know Hope, everybody. Don't worry, the Uzi is close by. <laughs> Let me also introduce to you. I have two comedians here who I hope okay. is going to be enthusiastic and go on and go to WWW Comics Rock Convention and get themselves registered. I have comedian downtown Tony Brown. This is Hope Flood. Hey, Hope Flood. How you, wait a minute. Let me do it like Tim. Hi, Hope Flood. Hey there. See that you didn't catch that hope. He was hoping that you were trying say, to mock yeah, him. High sexy. They all trying to get that intro like smooth. Guys. Do you do you have your Yeah, six I shooter? haven't seen them, so I don't know what they're working with. <laughs> but right. we've met Hope, so it's okay. Yes. <laughs> and also I have comedian Pastor Deacon Reverend Smith up in the house. Okay. Hey, Pastor, maybe you can lay hands on me a little later or something. Okay, all right. No, 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 you don't no, want no. me to lay no hands no, on no, I swear. No, no. <laughs> oh, don't do that. That, that, that was too easy. You don't want no hands laid on you. You don't get but one easy one, home. That's it. everybody. Lord, Lord have mercy. I <laughs> <laughs> Lord, have Lord, you got their hormones going already. Stop letting me talk. Compose myself. I also have an in-studio guest all the way from Nevada here, Kayla Point. Hey. Hello, Hope. I just moved from Los Angeles to Nevada. So oh, did you? Yes. So Couldn't handle that high rent here, right, huh? Right. <laughs> 12 years. <laughs> it's like it's like moving to Texas. I, when I lived in Dallas, I had a mansion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and bills. Let me just say, all right. Listen, I want to welcome you to the Queen Silver Show. You know, it's just been a little bit over two years when you was my one of my first guests on my first show live broadcast here wow. on Fishbowl Radio Network, and it was actually um, hope a few months after smooth tim and myself came to the crc we came back enthusiastic i got into a couple contests did this radio show and now i'm oh. still doing my radio show and i think it is from w what i've learned and 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 what was released already inside of me from going to the mm -hmm. crc mm -hmm. it just confirmed it that you were yes you know in so. the right place mm -hmm. and 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 just needed that boost of confidence to absolutely. say go for it absolutely you've been in the comedy game in the business for almost 30 years i believe it's 28 if i'm correct 
1989, whatever that is. <laughs> so who's counting, right? Who's counting? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a long time. <laughs> yes. Executive media mogul, producer, actress, writer, national headlining comedian, and founder of Females in Comedy Convention, which is now Comics Rock Convention. You are the most keep it real, authentic comedian beyond just the laugh circuit. I introduce everybody, Hope Flood. Hey. <laughs> You like that? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I was like, who is that? She yeah, sounds right. amazing. Look in the mirror, boo-boo. Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. But, you know, I know that you um, you, you grew up uh, in school as voted as the class clown. Now, you've been in this industry, been through ups and downs. Right now, currently, what would you be voted as? <laughs> Most likely to still haven't succeeded. <laughs> Girl, you better put down that coffee because you know damn well you are in the game. Whether, whether people know it or not, honey, you know of all people, the Lord knows too what you've done, what you're doing for others in the industry. And that is a big, that's a gigantic step. So give yourself Thank you. props. You know, <laughs> Thank you. Female comedians today, you know, they should and most do. They recognize that uh, veterans in the industry like yourself have paved the way and opened doors of opportunity because, you know, it is difficult making it in the comedy field. And for women, it's kind of twice as hard. But I want you to share with me your opinions on something that's changed, good or bad, in the industry for us women comedians versus uh, uh, back then and now. A lot of what's changed, I think, back then, you know, we were fighting for equality. We were fighting for stage time. We were fighting uh, to get paid, you know. Um, and some some of those things are still haven't been resolved, I will say that. Uh, we're, we're still being introduced as, you're ready for a female? <laughs> I was like, what is right. that? <laughs> you know, we're, we're comics. My gender should not uh, be introduced with my intro i have credits and that and my gender is not a part of it um so because then it'll get you ready for a jew you ready for a atheist you ready for a black you ready for a hispanic i mean come on guys this is 2017 we don't like it right you know so stop it right. you know and 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 so those are some of the things the pay is getting better but of course the Kings of comedy versus the queens of comedy. Those girls aren't millionaires like the kings. It didn't do for them what it did for the kings of comedy. And it got Bernie a sitcom, you know, and things like that. It didn't do that for the women. So we're, we're, we're still fighting that battle. Um, but we, we, we have been recognized as far, as far as being able to get on stage and, and saying what we want to say without all the backlash most of the time you know the men still can say a lot of things that we cannot say i mean when the men talk about women and relationships and bad relationships and stuff and and then and then when we talk about it we're male bashing Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and and so those are some of the pitfalls but like lulel and i tour together and 10 years ago, we could never go into some of the mainstream comedy clubs as two black female headliners and talk about sex and relationships and things and, and the president and politics and religion. You know, 10 years ago, they would have never had us in those clubs, at least not together. Right. And so those things are changing. Um, when, uh, women in movies are now uh, making money with the success of Girl Trip and our girl uh, Tiffany Haddish, and, and she's uh 
getting gaining major major success with yeah, that. So out. you know, we 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 making some strides, but we as female comedians have to come together and stop yes. bickering and biting. And that was one of the reasons why I opened up the Comics Rock Convention to two male comedians one they kept calling threatening me they were like hope i'm coming i don't have to put a dress on and a wig and heels i was like don't hide behind the convention if that's what you want to do right. it's whatever but i would have never gotten to year seven with it just being with the female comedians and that's just sad to say because i created it for us to come together to learn and to to be able to catch up or uh, at least being be on an even, even uh, playing field with the male comedians, but the cattiness of women, you know, anytime you get a bunch of women together, all the cattiness, um, oh, I don't, I hope didn't speak to me. Hope didn't acknowledge me. Hope I didn't win this or that, or I, you know, and all of that came into play and it just got on my nerves. So in order for me to keep going, I said, let me add some of this male testosterone in the room and ba it balanced it out. And now more men come now than women, which is really, really sad but at the end of the day my first and foremost um concern is to female comedians but then overall it's to comedians and whole i want us all to win and that's why i created this convention to address what you need to win in this business yeah, you don't hate you know what i'm saying and even even no. though you don't hate we all get those damn haters we all get those backstabbers <laughs> those that don't want to see you step up and see see we ain't even gonna go there but you know before we conversate <laughs> about the upcoming seventh annual comics rock convention i do want everyone to know and i want to say that with multiple awards and accolades like publisher of the first national distributed comedy magazine called comedy the magazine featured in uh the best-selling comedy book entitled snaps known for comedy underground deaf comedy jam bet comic view martin lawrence presents the movie baby boy and a whole list of tv show and appearances <laughs> hopefully got it going on thank you you love that audience girl we got the audience banging up in here you can't <laughs> You can Thank see you. what their asses is up in here. But, you know, we Thank all you. are human, no less, you know, and we all do get frustrated. Sure. I mean, I re recently saw a video where even you, um, Hope, um, put it on Facebook that you're frustrated and that you want to give up. But, you know, as humans, I want to know from you, how do you um, keep the humor in your everyday life and don't give up? How do you stay motivated? Well, you know, any comedian, we're we're not humorous. We, we give laughter, but we're actually some of the most serious people in the world. And I know it sounds like, like an oxymoron. People think we laughing and joking all day. We don't. And uh, we're very serious. We're very depressed. We're very sad. We're very, we're very, uh, we're introverts. We are reclusive. A lot of us, you know, and, and, and me no different. Um, but what keeps me going and motivated is that 30 years in this business and, I have to see the pot of gold at the end of this rainbow. And what else am I going to be able to do? What, what, what am I doing? I, you know, 10 years ago when I was going to quit, my son's father, he says, okay, you could quit. He said, but pull out your resume. Where, how are you going to explain to an employer what you've been doing for the last 20 years? Mm. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. And, and, the, and the beautiful thing about comedy is that I can work when I want to. I get to go and see places that people only dream about. And so for that, I am very grateful with my talent and my gift from God 
that has afforded me those things. So I'm very grateful for that. I, I just was having a meltdown that day because, you know, with any of us in any type of job, it could be a regular job. You feel like you're in a field that you've been in a long time and then you're, you're, you know, you become the old veteran or the old person and then they bring in the new Harvard graduate or whatever that's 24 years old and you got to train them for your job that they're going to replace you or be your boss and they are, you got farts older than some of these kids, you know, yeah, and so it, right. it <laughs> you know, and, and part, but uh, you right. Yeah, you know, and you look at that and like saying, what? Right. And then they edge you on out and they forget about you. And sometimes, you know, with the people, the things I have done and the campaigns that I have spearheaded to help comedians to be acknowledged and recognized and, and awarded, I, I sometimes when other people award people, sometimes you want to just be recognized for your contribution. And sometimes you just want to be invited to the party. Right. That's it. Yes. And that's what the meltdown came from. And that I feel like I'm the last person out of all of the people that I was with and I helped that I'm the last one to not have really gained and gotten the recognition and the success I really deserve yeah. that I have sacrificed relationships for my son for, you know, my son, He's grown now, 31, 30 years old. I got grandkids now. But my son, when he was 17, he went to the prom, and I sat on the couch, and I started crying. He said, Mama, why are you crying? I said, I thought, I, I thought you were in the ninth grade. I lost three years of your life somewhere <laughs> chasing my dream and, you know, and trying to be a provider but yet be a mom and raise my son in, 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 in L.A., you know, and, mm -hmm. and help make sure he's not in gang, gangs and not on drugs and, and not going in and out of jail and I was able to accomplish that so I believe that God is going to redeem that time for me for being diligent in that you know and I just have to believe that there's there's something coming down the pipe but with with a side note I did take myself out of the business for about seven years when I moved to Dallas and I was on radio for three years yes. and then I was married and divorced and I tried to live a normal life and and things like that but this is what I do and this is what I was born to do and so I when I wrap my head around that then it just it just made me decide that I just need to step my grind up and get back out here and do what I need to do well what you said online and I wasn't even going to go there you know because it's done and you made your point mm -hmm. and your point is right a lot of people can relate to that point even if they work at Kroger's you know what I mean no yeah. matter what that that is true how people can don't yeah. recognize and acknowledge and for those who don't know she's talking about the is it the 25th uh, anniversary the Def Jam 25 anniversary right. of Def Jam and they showed me yes, showed I my clip twice yes <laughs> you know and they said oh she was invited I was like no I never got an invitation because I, I would have been there oh, yeah. you know on when they panned the audience and I saw all of the other black comedians there that we all did it together. People who have slept on my couch, who have driven my car, who have picked my brain for advice, who I put on the road and taken on the road, who I fought for them to get their money, and I see them there, and I'm not there. It it just really, really hurt a, a lot. It just really hurt. And people can say to me, you know, a couple of people say, well, Hope, you're on tour. You're working in your craft. I wish I was or whatever. I'm like, I'm 30 years in the business. I should be on tour. I should be working in my craft. But you 
you know, I should be. These things I've earned and, and I've worked very hard for. So that's not. And if you keep working hard, you can get there, too. But sometimes you just want to be among your peers. Well, you know, sometimes it just brings forth what is true, that there is some even high up in the industry like that, that can be backstabbers, two-faced. Oh, God, sure, yeah. you can get stepped on. So, you know what? You vented it out. I do like I do. This is what I do. I be like, two tears in a bucket. Fuck it. And move on. <laughs> exactly. And, move on. <laughs> and you keep it moving. Keep and moving. I just finished just doing an amazing. For the blessings and the yeah. things that you do have. Because that door that you're waiting for with that patience, which is faith, is going to happen. Because if you Google right now, faith on Google, guess what? Whole flood pops up. <laughs> yeah sometimes you just need to hear it and the straw people don't realize people that are strong like you me Lunell, and all of the other boss bitches i hang around you know sometimes we need a hug too sometimes we need re-encouragement and reinforcement and and that you're on the right path and you're doing the right thing even with all the no's and i wanted to be transparent because that's who i am in person that's who i am on stage i'm transparent my com my comedy is is really just a conversation with my girlfriend on stage and I'm transparent about my life and even when I was on the radio there I, I told a lot of my business and and so you know because it's somebody else's story it's somebody else's yeah. hurting and they need to hear that it's okay and I put it on Facebook thank you I put it on Facebook because I wanted people to understand that you know sometimes I don't have it all together I look like it but sometimes I don't and sometimes I have a meltdown just like anybody else because I'm human and any person that says that they're not, any person that doesn't, you know, have a, a pity party sometimes is in denial of their emotions and their yes. and their true feelings about things because everything ain't peachy keen in the hood. Maybe. You know, it's some stuff that's really going down behind the scenes that you would may be privy to or may not be privy to. That's so cool. I just wanted to be transparent to my to my people and my friends and people that really care. Some people laugh and some people and it's fine. I don't care. It was for me. That's that right. was for me. That's right. And you know, you do keep it real when you do your comedy because this is a piece that I'm going to play that is kind of like my favorite because I do relate to that. But then you said something that was so shocking about men draws. Oh my God. But I'm going to let them <laughs> hear it because this okay. clip comes from Club <laughs> Comic View. I don't know if you remember that, that clip but where you just wanted to say some things that got on your nerves and you did. So I'm going okay. to play it right here. Everybody, and you enjoyed okay. this clip of From Hope. <laughs> You can get it on the bus. Would you love me in the bedroom? Would you love me on the bus? I met your ass on You can get it on the bus. Would you love me in the bedroom? Would you love me on the bus? I met your ass on the bus. Okay, the transfer so didn't come out great, but I'm going to tell you, Hope said something <laughs> about you know. I can hear it. I can hear yeah, it. But, but it, it, it just zapped yeah, all it, the way to the yeah, end. Yeah, it was, it it was four minutes clip, and all of a sudden, yeah. yeah I, I clicked four Oh, minutes. that's all right. Play it after the show. We'll get it right. It, get the yeah, internet. right, because you have to hear it because she talks <laughs> about uh, men. You know, the man is not right if he come home and he have stains in the back of his underwear stains <laughs> in the front <laughs> she crazy. he's creeping you were talking about the new type of creeping and creeping don't mean what it used to mean I, i'm gonna get no it don't mean what it used to I'm mean gonna that, i'm gonna get that correct because we will definitely play that so you guys just hold on oh, to it's that. hilarious yeah but originally thank you 
We are talking to, by the way, Hope Flood out of California. Hope is the founder of Comics Rock Convention. She's a, a veteran in the industry, and you're welcome to call in, ask our guest a question, give a shout-out, uh, or ask me a question. Holler at me, too, but just know how I might holler back at your ass. Okay, the number to do that on is 214-556-6239. Hope originally branded in 2011 as the Females in Comedy Convention, which is now Comics Rock Convention. You offer five days of comedy, uh, career-changing experiences with opportunities to believe it or not, and it's true. Network, educate, collaborate, and um, when you register, you also get a chance to showcase in L.A. and some of the top clubs that, trust me, will take you uh, a year, if so, to get into. And uh, so, Hope, I want you to just tell everybody, because I know that there's other uh, people out there trying, you know, they are not at that level, but they're trying to do things, you know, like these seminars. But I want you to tell me why should anyone, should everyone come to the CRC? Oh, God, so many reasons. For one, it's cheap. <laughs> I try to keep it reasonable because I know a lot of comics just don't have it. I'm a comic. I get it. Um, two years, three years in the comedy business, I wasn't making a whole bunch of money. But I know that two, three years in this business, you can get these tools so you don't spin your wheels for 10 or 15 years trying to figure it out. I have figured it out for you through trial and error. So all of these workshops and seminars are things that I know will help take your career to the next level so you don't have to worry. You don't have to make all of those mistakes that we made along the way. I've taken that away. So, you know, so there's, that's the learning part of it. Comics think it's just about getting on the microphone. The microphone is the reward for the journey. Right. It's like your age. You're 11 to you, 12. You're 12 to you, 13. You don't jump from 13 to 20. You have to mature. There are some things you need to learn in that time frame and the same way with comedy. Because one thing about this business, if you get it too fast and you mess it up, Hollywood is very unforgiving. They will remember all the bad stuff. Before the and for that one, look at Bill Cosby. Look what they did to him. Not not discrediting what he done, but look at all the good he did. And and that meant nothing. It's like his legacy is tarnished for those 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 allegations or whatever happened, you know. And so, you know, I want comics to be able to get this early, you know, so they don't so they can be successful, so they can figure out what else they they want to do in this business. They may want to like you came and you even still do stand up, but you realize you you're really good at radio. Yes. And so now that's a whole nother avenue of something that you can be doing and comics don't get that until they come and they realize I, I have a one woman man or one man showing me. I'm really a producer. I'm a promoter. Mm -hmm. I've I've people gone on to do to to do extra work, write on sitcoms, be on shows, um produce uh, competitions and write plays and things, and they wouldn't have gotten that in their head that early had they not come to the convention. The other thing is that, you know, with the price, a lot of those workshops and seminars that are taught by other comedians and people in the industry, one of their classes alone will cost you more. Sure, huh? I'm giving you over 20 workshops and seminars that will help you figure out what you want to do and give you an aha moment, like Oprah said. And so for that price, you can't get Rodney Perry for $239. His six-week course is almost $600, and that's just to learn improv. Yes. That ain't to learn voiceovers. That is not learn commercials. That's not how to get into radio. That's not how to do your social media. That's not branding. That's, not, that's just one class, you know. And so you get all of those classes. You get to... to 
talk to these people afterward, after it's over. They don't just leave and go and, and you never hear from them again. You can reach out to Shane. You can reach out to Rodney. You can reach out to these people even afterward. Um, the other thing is the showcasing. You don't, they're L.A., you come to L.A., It'll take you five or six months or somebody has to walk you into one of these clubs and says, put Queen Sylvie on that they think is reputable. Other than that, you're not going to get on stage. You'll be waiting around forever and ever and ever. And if you do, you'll get on late or really early. Nobody's there. Nobody's really seeing you. So that's the other thing. The And the third, and I think the one of the most important pieces is that you get to network with comedians that you would have never met in your life. You get to meet celebrities, that your favorite celebrities, that you would never get to probably meet in your town. And friendships have been formed and bonded of people that now, if you want to go to Atlanta, you got Atlanta connection. You want to go to Chicago, you want to go to Detroit, you want to go to Dallas, you want to go to Houston. There's a comic there that you can bond with and meet and network with that can see your work and you guys can get work. There's so many friendships that have been made through this convention. And and that's the main thing. The thing I want us to do is learn this business, learn how not to let people run us over and come together. Even if it's a comedy club that's doing us wrong, comics need to understand it's called comedy club. If we're not there, they can't have a club. Mm-hmm. Nobody's coming to see security. Nobody's coming for the drinks or the bartender. They're coming for comedy. And if we can get that in our head and become stronger in this business, we're the only genre of entertainment that people don't respect. Nobody really respects us. Nobody cares. We don't have an award show. We don't have a union. We don't. We didn't have insurance before Obamacare, Medi-Cal. So we're the only genre of entertainment. We make everybody laugh, but nobody makes us laugh, and nobody cares. We're like still the court jester from back in the day when the king and queen wanted to laugh. They bring in the court jester. That's what the comic is, and nobody cares. If you ain't funny, ain't nobody fucking with you no more. So it's not just about being funny. If that was the criteria, there, I know a thousand comedians. I travel all over the world. I see some of the most amazing comedians in the world. And it's not about just being funny. We now got to fight with the Internet comedians now. All the ones with the two, 250,000 followers, and they do these video skits, and now they think that translates over into stand-up. And it doesn't. I, 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 I'm not hating on them, but I think there's another place and a lane for them other than stand up because they fucking with our money you know what and they ain't got the time (laughs) you know what i'm saying and all of that so that's what you get when you come to the convention uh i have perks and comics say i can't afford to come you can't afford not to come you know any everybody in the business you think that jamie fox just got up there became ray charles and won an oscar he had to study ray he had to go to classes he was able to uh, he was blessed to be able to meet Ray Charles. You think when Forrest Whitaker played Idi Amin, he had to go to a dialect coach and learn the dialect and things. So you have to invest in your career just like everybody else. Otherwise, you're not going to get to the next level. Denzel doesn't just get up there and start acting. I know it looks like it, but he has coaches. Halle Berry has a coach. When they go to auditions, they get they go to have a coaching, a one-on-one coaching session to learn what they need to do to go and nail that role. And that's what I'm trying to get comics to get to and understand. People think I'm making a whole lot of money. Queen has come. You have come. You see what what's put out. I feed you. 
I, I make sure you this. You, everything is laid out. The money goes. You see where the money's going. That's so right. it ain't in my it's, pocket. It's going back to the people. <laughs> yes, You're right. It does. You're right. Hope. I came with my food stamp, so I was safe. I went to the convenience store <laughs> and microwave. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it was very and that's fine. And I want people to know it. It you do have to invest in yourself, and this is so worth it. I'm telling you, you're not going to find anything else like this. No, that does it. So what? You got to travel to uh, California, but now you have something to, else to put on your resume that you've been to California, that you've performed in one of the top clubs, that you now are going to leave back enthusiastic. I'm telling you, equipped. If you come in there serious. You're going to leave. If you come serious. That's right. It's if a lot of it's a lot of work. It, yes. It's fast paced. Isn't yes. it, Queen? Every day it's fast paced. So from the day you get there, it's day and night. Have you got enough. But you people like, I don't want to stay in a hotel with anybody. Broom up with people. Bunk yeah. up with some of your yeah. friends. Bring them along. Meet some people. You won't be in the hotel room. What am I going to bring you to L.A. for while you sitting in the hotel room? It's, it, you, you're not going to be in the room. You're going to be in there long enough to go in there, use the bathroom, That's lay right. down for 30, 40 you minutes, shower, and get ready for the next event. Into your show. She's speaking truth, yes, too. That's are. exactly That's how, how it is. <laughs> I didn't have time but to go Kim, home, shower, iron my stuff for the next and, day. And get on. And get, get for the rest because you don't right. want to miss anything. That's right, but you don't want to miss anything. Mm-hmm. It makes up for it at the end. See, some of them like, oh, I just want to go to California to party. You got time for that. Right now, what's the yeah, You come day early or you stay a day late. But when you come to the convention, yeah. we ain't we, I did, well, you know, we have the tribute now. We have yeah. the farewell thing. But some people are like, I wanted to see this. I want to see that. Well, do that on your own time. I'm not having you come here and waste your money to go sightseeing. That's not what it's about. And, and people say, I don't, I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to go. Why you got to come to LA? Because if you are serious about being in this business, you're going to have to come here anyway. Nobody Nobody's coming to Dallas. Nobody's coming to Atlanta. Nobody's coming to Detroit. Nobody's coming to Chicago to get y'all. You have to come to L.A., unfortunately. Not even unfortunately. It's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful city. This is where Hollywood is. These agents and managers are not coming to get you. You have to come and get in their face. And that's the whole thing. I've even created a laugh-away plan. You could put it on layaway, laugh-away if you want to. Put $100 down, and you could pay on it monthly, $50, $25. I don't care. You know, it doesn't matter. So I created all of that stuff because I felt comics need to be here. You need to come, and you need to witness this and you need people don't get it until they get here yes they like i don't need this i don't need that then when they get here they like oh my god and i've had 20 years Thea Vidal came the first year and she said had i had this 30 years ago where would i be where would i be and so that's what it is and it really takes a, a lot of the veterans think that they're there a lot of people who are working comedians on the road think i don't need it but it's about you, you might not have your business in order and then you don't have your contracts. Then you might get sued. You don't know how to negotiate a contract. You want to get a room. You know, uh, you want to negotiate your money better. I have com- I got scripts. I got, I want to learn sketch comedy. I want to learn improv. Uh, it's here. Come get it. Come get it. Hey, there's a grant for that. You know what I mean? That's another. <laughs> there's a grant. It ain't right. Oh, isn't that amazing workshop? Writing clean comedy, sitcom, or it's out there to motivate you. You you will realize if you are meant for the stage or if you're meant for behind the stage. There's voice. From behind the scenes, Sylvie. And that's the other thing. I have people come and say, I I don't want to do stand-up anymore. I want to produce. I want to be the Shonda Rhimes of comedy. I want to be the Debbie Allen of of comedy. I want to do something else. And they get that there. The other thing is that this component I've added is our professional development day. 
after our meet and greet with Linnell comes and meet and greet everybody, talk about the business, look at your business cards and tell you you ain't got the right card. People get offended by that. Nobody has to tell you this stuff. Nobody has to come here and help y'all. If you can't handle what me or Linnell is saying and it offends you, you're not going to make it in this business. Right, you're not because, gonna make it. I mean, it. as a comedian, it, a comedian get on stage and throw it down to somebody. If you can't come to a show and handle what a comedian yeah. says, so it's vice versa. You get some of that back. But you know what? Hope I, I, I had um, listeners. They will. They always do. They will uh, send in questions for our guests. Yeah. And you happen to have so many that um, I'm going to have to halt, and I'm going to say that everyone needs to go to www.comicsrockconvention.com. It's early yeah. registration right now till October 16th. I'm telling you with the payment plan, this this event doesn't even start for five glorious days, um, April 24th through the 28th. So you have ample time. Get yourself registered. Yeah. Put money away every month and save up to that. Yeah. I'll tell you when you start do, an Indiegogo campaign, yes. a GoFundMe. Yes. You know, yes. you have uh, I have a thousand phone numbers in my phone. Ask everybody for five dollars. That's five grand right there. That's right. You know, so you, you know, so there's no reason people spend that on that junk. Effort. Put the effort in. It can put happen. that effort and when in. When you do register, make sure. The most important part to me is the most important part. make sure that you mention Queen <laughs> Sylvie in the comic yeah. section. There's going to be yeah. something for you. I'm not going to say it's food stamps, but it's going to be something <laughs> for Oh, you. snap. And, and one other thing I wanted to say on our professional development day, we're going to have different booths and kiosks where you can go and you can get your website done. You can register your domain name. You can get your business cards and logos done. You can get your headshots done. You can get all your social media set up. You know, so when you leave there, it'll be on a USB. You can have your showcase when you leave. So when you leave there, your contracts, you'll have everything you need on that USB to be successful in this game. And you can start, you can go home running. Okay. Run it. Well, Hope, I want you to know that you're multi-talented. If one thing doesn't succeed, you always can fall back on another thing. And real quickly, I want you to tell everybody about these luscious ass, sexy, shiny lips (laughs) that you call (laughs) Hope's lips. Where can they go? Tell me about that. And then where can they go to, to purchase that? Hope Lips is my Hope Glitter Lip Line I created, and um, they it's going to be on the website probably within the next week or so, but they can hit me up on uh, orders at hopelipslips.com uh, for that. I also have a Facebook page. It's called hopelipslips.com, and it's glitter. It's it's. Um, it's you put it you put it over your lipstick or Carmex or lip gloss or Vaseline and and it just pops on stage and it's beautiful and it's amazing and um, and yeah they can get it there and then I have my cannabis juice business it's called MaryJaneMoonshine.net and it's a cannabis juice made with real cannabis weed it's not cannabis oil there's no aftertaste it's an 11 amazing flavors um and it's 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 awesome it's so awesome and it it gets you hot it gets you high it gets you horny it gets you hungry and then it's the best sleep of your life if you have insomnia now you're talking <laughs> baby now you're talking yeah. <laughs> look let me get a sample of that yeah. there. I'll, I'll get y'all so i do let me yeah, know send, send me you guys sample, we have an yeah. Send you a family. Yeah. Oh, is that the Reverend? Is that the pastor asking uh, for that one? Downtown Tony Brown. Reverend Pastor ain't what you think. Try it out for you. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. People come back and I'm like, look, I'll, don't behave. You get somebody pregnant, don't I don't be right, mad at me right, right. or whatever. But it's a, it's amazing. The cannabis industry is getting ready to. It's a trillion dollar business. It's getting ready to take over all medications. Oh. The pharmaceutical companies are getting ready to start pushing cannabis. In, in pill capsules, uh, it's getting rid of kids with uh, uh, ADD uh, problems and issues and Ritalin and all of that stuff. Um, they're, they're, it's, it's an amazing business. And I don't know why it's been around since the beginning of time, but they've um, figured out the medicinal uses of cannabis. And now it's just, it's, it's legal here. California was the first state. Colorado has made so much money off of it. It's ridiculous. Um, I'm sure Texas is, it's going to be on the ballot. It's coming up in Texas. I've already know about it. I'm ahead of that in the industry. It's in Detroit. It's in Michigan. It's in 26 states right now where weed is legal. And so, you know, um, that's one of the other highlights of the convention is that people get off the plane and they're like, I want some California weed. <laughs> it's like everybody wants Cali weed. Right. You know, and so bonus money on that week there in, uh, in California, no. but, but it's all good. Listen, before I go, I'm going to get through some of these questions because I do. Yeah, let's get through the questions. But before okay. I do, I want you to tell everybody how you can be followed and contacted uh, um, social media and for booking. Hopeflood.com on is my website. Uh, at hope.flood or flood.hope on Instagram. I got hacked the other day, and thank God for all the people who are like, oh, did you contact me about a grant? I was like, hell, I ain't contact you about no grant and stuff like that or whatever. I said, if I contact you, it's pretty much comedy related. I'm trying to book you on something or whatever. So ain't you, people know me, and so um, that so and then Hope Flood on Facebook and Hope at Hope Flood for bookings. Uh, things like that. But, yeah. Right. <laughs> Question number one is from Bubba J from Brooklyn, New York, and he asks. Mm-hmm. He says, "How often do you get hit on and flirted when traveling, and what will it take to get through first and second base with you?" <laughs> Bubba J from Brooklyn. Oh, I love me some Brooklyn. I love me some New York. Man, I used to go to New York every summer. Uh-oh. I love the energy of men in New York. They are just open and and everything. Um. I used to get hit on a lot when I was a lot thinner, and I'm getting back to my thin. I lost like 40 pounds, so I'm getting back to that. So all of that's coming back around. But I have a man, and he's an amazing dude, and um, he's a southern boy from Shreveport, and uh-huh. he is a gentleman, and I adore him. And we have amazing chemistries, understanding he's amazingly patient because I am a mess, and um, and he's beautiful, and I'm going to marry this dude. I'm going to marry him. <laughs> Send me an invite to that one. That's, that's what's up. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations for you. Marcus, the comedian from Austin, Texas, asks for a local comedian, what's your number one advice on how to promote myself? Um, videos and social media, Facebook Live, and, and saying amazing little funny little things uh, every day or every so often on your social media to get people to start following you or starting a Twitter beef uh, with somebody. Michael Blackson started a Twitter beef with Mike Epps and, and gained all of his followers, you know, and that's how he's able to work and do the things he does and to just keep working and grinding. I, I think every comedian that's under five years should 
should go and get their own room that they can host that helps them to get better mm -hmm. because when you go around to some of these rooms you only get five ten minutes on mm -hmm. stage but if you're hosting your own room you get multiple times to go back on stage and that's how you get better and get faster and marcus you need to come to the convention hey, that's what's up. <laughs> that's all right i'll do one more miss sure is it Shirley? Miss Shirley from Dallas, Texas asks, what advice do women always ask you for? Um, how, same advice, how hard is it for women um, about your relationships with men? How do you raise your kids and how do you balance all of that? And um, the answers to that is, you know, I there's a lot of things I couldn't do in the business that I needed to do or wanted to do, but I had my son to raise as a single mother, you know, and I could not leave him to chance. I couldn't leave him with a lot of people because of, you know, being uh, uh, molested in my own family by my own uncle. I just felt like the world and my own blood would do that. The world ain't got nothing for me. So I just have always, when I had my son, my vow to him was that I was always going to protect him and nobody was ever going to bring any hurt or harm to him. And I have succeeded to do that. And I still do that. And he's 31 years old. He's big. He's my baby. He tatted up, but he's still my baby. And I'm still concerned when the things were going on with the men and, and Michael Bland and Trayvon Martin, I, I made him stay in the house with me for four days straight. I was just so, as a mother, That's all right. just so as a mother, you know, he's mm -hmm. all I got. And and I have to protect him as best I can. You know, I keep it 100 with him. I tell him what's real. We have to tell our children what is really going on in the world. You are sugarcoating your kid and you sending them out here with a butter knife and they need a machete to deal with the shit that's going on out in the world today. Oh, right. So I don't sugarcoat anything to him. I'm human. I cry in front of him. If we ain't got no money, I tell him. We, when he was a kid, we had to get on the bus. He still went to private school every single day, you know, and he's seen the sacrifices that I have made, and he's benefiting from the fruits of those labors because he deserves to. Um, and he's my ride or die. He's my day one. So that was my first and foremost thing because the business is not going anywhere. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield didn't even start his comedy career until he was 52. Phyllis Diller was 42. So I tell comedians, I had a comedian hit me up talking about I'm old and he's I'm a late start. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Right. You know, George Burns told jokes to the day he died and he was 100. You know, and so I don't, this is a timeless business, one thing. This is not, you don't age out of comedy. That's the most beautiful thing about it. You do not age out of comedy, you know, but you can become irrelevant or not funny, and that's because of bitterness or being stagnant or not talking about what is real in your life. You know, I've had comedians that I've known for 20 and 30 years, and they're still doing the same stuff, and I have to pull them to the side. You've been married. You've been divorced. you got kids. You're 50-something years old. You've had a life in 20 years. Why are you not talking about that? You know, and, and, and comics need to watch the news and stuff. So those are the things. How do I, my relationships, they're very hard because a man wants you to be around when he wants you to be around. Hmm. And I'm not around a lot. I'm, all, I'm on the road. I, I'm out here working my dream. but understand that. That's, that's, they have to understand that and not want to clip my wings. I meet a lot of men right. that want to clip my wings and, and stop me instead of being my biggest fan and my number one cheerleader. That's, right. that's what you need. What if I you do not you, have girl. that support, you got that. And downtown Tony Brown, if you do not have that support system at home, you know, and that person, your wife or girlfriend, whoever, if you don't have that support system at home that somebody trusts you enough to go out here and do what you say you're going to do and you can come home and that person be there to 
even if you don't do good, to still cheer you on to keep you going, you need to rethink those relationships because this is a lonely business. This is a lot of time alone with yourself in hotel rooms, the likelihood of a comic dying in a hotel room like my boy Damon Revere, who I'm still hurt about. Uh, Ricky Harris died broke and, and unappreciated and unrecognized and, you know, and dropped dead last December, one of my best friends. I'm still not over that. And so those things, you know, it, it, it can become depressing and you can get depressed and the eating bad and the late night and the smoking and the drinking and all of that shit that comes with this business. If you don't have anybody at home that you can lay your head in their lap and they tell you it's going to be all right. You need to rethink those relationships. That's right. That's right. And you send me an invite to the wedding when you get it, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Okay, of course. <laughs> and for everybody out there, this is Hope Flood, and you really need to take heed to what she's saying. If you need more information, you could log mm -hmm. on to www Comics Rock Convention. Hey, she even has her phone number down. You can call her. She keep it real. Yeah. She'll tell you what you want to know. And if you don't want to hear it, she's going to tell you anyway because she keeps it real. She only wants the best for everybody out here in the industry hope i thank you very much for being thank on you. the show again um thank I, uh, you i really do appreciate it. you're gonna see me and smooth tim uh coming yes and, i know y'all coming you honorary you're honorary thing you know you're honorary comics rock convention attendee what are you guys <laughs> talking oh, about y'all yeah. need to be there get that winnebago what did you do last time you rented a uh what you do sylvie what did you do you rented, rented a winnebago yeah we we, we brought down a uh, jow judah that that year when yeah judah uh she was girl. and did right. a showcase and toured with hope uh as well sure did. we yeah, ended up did. renting a flat over there yeah yeah so we do that so so go on register put <clears throat> queen sylvie or sylvie starks in the comment section hit me up if you want to carpool fly pool or share uh a home because we always rent a home we try to make it a little bit yep. accessible and helpful for those yeah. who can't really afford it or we can kick it and do it and make it there together yeah, it, and it makes it a beautiful i did an airbnb with comedians somebody had taken an old church and taken each room and turned them into three level lofts and and I had a chef in there who cooked, and people had to bond. They had to rely on themselves. It was like the real world. If I do that again, I'm going to tape it. And the last thing, the most important thing is that comics who do have the best showcase, I'm doing 80 80 show, 88 showcases with 10 comics each this year, 80 comics get to showcase. And the ones with the best showcase get to tour with me next summer, 20. 18 so that's an incentive as well so bring your a game when you come yes. so many comics i picked 20 people this year so because somebody so many of them brought their a game and, and a lot of them were women and they were funny yes. and we had an amazing amazing time yes. so y'all come on come on come on come on come on y'all get together in your city and fly together drive together yeah. whatever uh, get your rooms together because yeah. it'll make it cheaper for you yep. when you all come yep. together like That's that. Right. Thank you. Uh oh, got one, got one. We gonna reel him in. Oh. so it's all good. All right, Hope, I'm out Thank of here. Thank you all right. very much. Thank you. Love y'all. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Thank Tim. You. Love y'all. Uh huh. Bye bye. Yes, this is a great day here on this terrific Tuesday Fishbowl Radio Network. We were just talking to Hope Flood, founder of CRC Comics Rock Convention, and I want you all to go out there and register www.comicsrockconvention.com you know you guys did you learn anything was anything kind of interesting that she said yeah very I, I mean you all laid back over there I'm like so I'm gonna smooth. get you a blanket I thought Tony was gonna fall asleep yeah, 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 yeah. 
yeah. we are cool and laid back. I was back. thinking about, you know, that the cameras thing. I wonder if they could put that on chicken. You know? <laughs> I'm, just so I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> How about you, uh, Pastor Deacon Reverend Smith? Smith. The whole thought of just going back out there to Hollywood just sound good to me. The first time I seen Hollywood, I said, damn. It really is a Hollywood sign. <laughs> Only time I ever seen Hollywood is on TV. TV. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It is. It is. It's a nice thing to also interact and uh, talk with com- uh, comedians, veterans in the industry. They will definitely teach you some things that will take you decades to learn on your own. So it is a benefit out there. And you'll meet them around the country. I mean, we've ran into people that we met there in New York and yes, we've networked with some Salt Lake. It was people. amazing. It is. Well, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in already. It's, if it does, it pays for itself. You know, you're not yeah. going to find too many people out there that's working and grinding, doing it that hard for others. Right. You know, mm. you're just not going to find that too much. But um, we're going to introduce our next comedian that we're going to talk to, and that's you, the wonderful, the popular, laid-back downtown Tony Brown. Quit, girl. Quit. <laughs> you're supposed to say continue, <laughs> girl. Quit. What, el- what else quit, do you have quit, to say? Quit. Just go on with your bad self. I am. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> no, I appreciate you guys for being here on the show. I'm going to just uh, pause for just one moment, get my commercial breaks on. We're going to come back, have a good conversation with downtown Tony Brown, as well as a live comedic performance from downtown Tony Brown and the one and only Pastor Reverend Deacon, or is it Pastor Deacon Reverend? Check. Pastor Reverend Deacon Smith. Pastor Reverend Deacon Smith is up in the house. He's going to, he going to, he got a sermon for you that you, you didn't hear Sunday. Right? Always. (laughs) (laughs) But guess what? You're listening to The Queen Sylvie Show on Fishbowl Radio Network. Hey, y'all. This is your host, Amber. And your co-host, Monique. Y'all be sure to tune in to our show, Let's Gossip. Yeah, that's right. Gossip. G-O-D-S-I-P. Hey. Every Tuesday from 6 to 7 p.m. Central. Our show is filled with hot topics, transparency, encouragement, and of course, Jesus. So tune in and get your weekly tea served hot and not lukewarm, only on Let's Gossip. Are you looking for the hottest music, topics, and trends? Then you've come to the right spot. Fishbowl Radio Network or FBRN.us. Right now, you're tuned into the largest personality-driven internet radio station. Check out the green, red, blue, or gray stream and jump in. Lucky for you, that's what I like. That's what I like. Lucky for you, that's what I like. That's what I like. Hey, everybody. This is Griffin Tucker, and you're listening to the Queen Sylvie Radio Show. I gotta give a huge shout out to the Queen and to Tim for playing my new music. And if you like what you hear, check me out on my website. It has all the details on following me on social media and how to get my new debut CD, Believe It. Just go to 
www.griffintuckermusic.rocks. The State Fair of Texas now has printed home tickets. Can you do one with more emphasis on the word print? And smile, please. Take 24. Go online to get your printed ah, home ticket. That sounded like you said print, not print. Let's go again. Get your State Fair of Texas printed home tickets. Listen, when you say print, it needs to convey the fact that you can easily buy tickets, coupon vouchers, and family packs online. State Fair of Texas. Buy your tickets, coupon vouchers, and family packs online now at bigtex.com forward slash radio. Memories last a lifetime. Put a fun spin on those memories with next episode photo booths. Get a complete new setup with photo strips printed right on site. Visit www.nextepisodephotoboots.com or call 972-741-4030. That's 972-741-4030. Be the life of the party with an experience made special with next episode photo booths. All you have to do with next episode photo booths is smile for the camera. In three, two, one. Toss Catering and Event Productions is a full-service catering and special events company that delivers a fresh, fun, and interactive experience. Led by Fernando J. Asensio, Toss Catering and Event Production combines a superb taste, unique presentation, and interactive services to create unforgettable events and memorable experiences. Their passion for food and avant-garde thinking sets them apart and has won them awards and recognition along with the trust of their clients from which they cater to on a regular basis. Visit www.tosscatering.com today. Toss Catering and Event Production creates the best experience for all your catering needs. Fishbowl Radio Network. FBRN.US Jump in. Hey, we're back on this terrific Tuesday here on Fishbowl Radio Network. We're enjoying ourselves. Um, my, I want to ask my special in-studio guest, Miss Kay, are you enjoying yourself on the show? I am. This is a great experience. Well, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and where they can, can follow you at? Um, I grew up here in Arlington. Okay. Went to college in Oklahoma and Missouri. Spent 25 years outside of Denver where that weed is legal yes shout out to denver i like denver i do indeed and i just moved to nevada uh just retired moved to nevada and spent 12 years in west la where the weed is legal too (laughs) weed is legal there too now wait a minute there seems to be something pattern going on here (laughs) it's following me because it just is now legal in nevada too is it really Mm. yes Yes, Lucky it's girl. following mm. me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, I like that. <laughs> well, we'll come and visit that West Coast uh, very soon. But, yes, I thank you very much for coming down and sitting in with us today on the show. I really appreciate that. Thanks. It's been great. All right. Well, we're going to get into our interview with Downtown Tony Brown. And if you'd like to call in and ask our guest a question, ask a shout out or just call and holler at a girl. The number to do it on is 214-556-6239. Downtown, I want to welcome you back to the Queen Silver Show. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's been a little while. It's been yes. a little while. Yes, it has. Uh, yeah. But we're glad to have you here originally from Birmingham, Alabama. 
Born Tony Brown Lee Jr., but known to the world as Downtown Tony Brown, is a writer, comedian, and actor. He's an entertainer that's always the center of attention. Now, is, is that true? You always, your whole life, even in school growing up, been the center of attention? Uh, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, I was. What's I the was secret to that? How do you do that? Uh, mm, <laughs> I got a warped sense of humor, and I, I look at I look at things a little bit different in life. I always try to find a, what a silver lining in every dark cloud. Yeah, you, you know. can find that. You have a gift. Yeah, I just got, got it from God, believe it or not, and uh, I, I still owe a few payments on that. That's all right. <laughs> I want you to right now um, let me be the one to pretend as if I'm a psychic because I want you to tell me two things about you that's true. One thing that's not true, and I'm going to try and guess which one's not true. Two things that's true and one, one thing not. that's not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, two things that's Two things, two things. Oh, well, you got to think that hard to well, give me well, two well, things. Well, I'd have told some of the lies, you know, in my, in my life. Or right, then tell me two uh, lies and one thing that's true. Uh, okay, uh, well, I, I used to own a, uh, a Bentley and until I, you know, uh, I couldn't make the car payments. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, I used to have 16 children. <laughs> now, I, now I can't find eight of them. I, 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 I don't know, but... <laughs> Child support was looking for me the other day. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I was the one that told uh, Obama where to find uh, Bin Laden because uh, me and him, <laughs> we were just hanging out in caves. Well, I don't know if they're all lies or if they're all Okay, let me think. <laughs> the Bentley story is true. He probably had a Bentley and it got repoed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that's true? That's what it's true. Okay, all right. <laughs> but, I, you know, I, I thought it was just, uh, you know, some. I, at that time, I didn't know what a Bentley really was, you know. I just thought it was just, uh, I had an Eldorado one time, and, and when I, but actually, I had a Taranata. <laughs> no, it's true. See, people, see, see, uh, see. Parts, you, right? Yeah, right. no, no. This, uh, Eldorado and a Taranata is the same car. They just changed the name. And the only difference is the down payment. God, See, okay. see, well, no, be, that's all good. It's all good. If you say so. That's I mean, all, I, I, I tore that up. I mean, uh, I, I refuse to put oil in the car because uh, I was going to mess up my drinking money during <laughs> yeah. that time. And it was either you drinking or, or a can of oil and the car didn't make it. <laughs> it was smoking. Well, you know, what I want to pause and do, because it's my fault. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot. I wanted to do this at the beginning, and I was waiting for you to come back. So I want to do a, a quick little thing where we're all going to collaborate together okay we're going to it's called sound creation sound creation and with sound creation we're going to create our own sound and come together i'm going to make a sound you can make any sound beat tone just don't beat on the desk and i'm going to add in you're going to add in you're going to add in and we're going to create our own sound and we're going to start it right now with simple the simple thing that i only know how to do Come on, add in. All right. Now you got the hang. We're going to let Pastor start this next one off. Go ahead and take it to the bridge. Burn, burn, burn it. But the dun 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 dun
Over here driving, I don't know. He was like boom, 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 boom. All right, but that's all. Now I was in the truck. I was in the truck back in church. Yeah, you were covering some. <laughs> I, that sounded like you were covering a TV show. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I that song Man, for me back in church, right? So when I used to come out, I used to come out in my little robe and things, and I used to hear that song, and I'd be like. That's my song. <laughs> you know, back in the junkyard dog days. You know what I'm saying? I had a dog right. that was back there on the chain. <laughs> taking church? me back, taking my memories back with that one. I can relate on that. Oh, that's that all right. Church. But that's sound creation where we come and we create oh. our own sound that's today. That's kind of cool. Huh? But now downtown, you've been um, doing comedy for how many years now, would you say? Uh, 23 years. 23, 23 years. Yeah. You've traveled and performed all over the United States. What's your secret to keeping your relationship with comedy fresh and exciting? I uh, I talk about what's around me. I talk about people. I talk. I, I really talk. Like uh, Hope said, I talk about my relationships and what I go through. I mean, uh, I talk, good or bad. Uh, either one. It doesn't make any difference. Share it some I shared everything, and so some people. But you know, it was kind of interesting when I was uh, I first started a company because you know it was kind of weird to me. Everything I lied about, people believed, and everything that I told the truth about, they didn't believe. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, I got so good at lying. <laughs> <laughs> you give them what they want to hear. Right. Yeah, well, okay. I mean, time, I, I lied so hard that I, I, I forgot myself the truth. Mm. You, you're not going to believe. That's the story. You won't believe that Yes, one. I will. It was this job interview. <laughs> <laughs> See, what it was, I, I was I was always dating older women, so I had to lie about my age, so they let me go in and come over to their house and do what I do. So uh, it, the cell phone just came out. It was Sprint. And I went to get a job interview, and I was I was talking to the guy, man, and, you know, I, I aced the job. He said, well, welcome aboard. He said, no, nah, nah, I forgot. Now, how old are you? I said, oh, wait a minute. Hang on. Uh, uh, what year is this? And then he said, uh, he said, yeah, how old are you? And I wrote down my birthday year, and I wrote down this. I said, wait a minute. I got to figure this one out. He didn't think that was funny. So I actually got hired and fired at the same damn time. <laughs> I said, now, some lies got to cool. I, but I But I really couldn't remember. How old I was for real? That's some experience. <laughs> but I was I was also smoking Mexican trip weed oh, back then. Oh, really? <laughs> all right. <laughs> you know, um really true, that's your story though. That's really. all right. It really is. That's so funny. Story, <laughs> I guess I need to tell that one. <laughs> so now look besides just bringing lots of laughter because you naturally have that ability to bring laughter even if you're standing in the Kroger's line you just just have that ability to bring that smile to people's face mm -hmm. you know but uh, aside from just bringing lots of laughter you know it's one thing to be on stage and know that a bombing is coming know when you're about to bomb but for you what level of crowd participation do you feel is necessary in order to leave the stage going wow I killed that shit mm. Live a crowd participation. Yeah. Uh, I think that I think the biggest test of a crowd participation and, and actually getting a crowd is when you go up on stage and you know before you you got people that's talking in the crowd. You know people that are, you know they shaking hands while the comedians up there. Mm -hmm. And when you go up there and then like the house get real quiet and whatever you ask them, you got more than three people that's going to answer. Mm -hmm. That's when I feel like I, I mean I could be right in the middle of a set. Got that stage see. presence and got their attention. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Which lets me know that um, my 
my, my comedy has connected with them. Because I'm a true believer. If you don't connect with the audience, no matter how good you are, you're going to bump. That's true. I mean, it's... That's true. And, you know, I know that for a fact that there's going to always be comparisons. There's always going to be somebody out there that don't want you to succeed. Mm. None, none whatsoever. They, we, but, we, we call them haters, don't we? Oh, but you know what? I like haters, <laughs> I too. They're fans, too. But tell me, what, what makes your comedy so unique amongst other comedians out there? I think my uniqueness comes from me. Because, see, I tell my story. I mean, it's, I mean, like, what I go through in... And, the, and, the, and when I go through the park or out at Walmart, somebody else might not go through. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I tell my story. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because I call your Walmart's Club Walmart. I, that was actually times when I would get off from work, go buy three beers, a pack of cigarettes, a two bag of potato chip, and sit in Walmart for two hours and just watch the show. <laughs> That's right. Be you fine. can get some good material. Yes, you can. And I tell them. From it. Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> the dollar store, all of them yeah. stores. Let me tell you, this just for what it is. I really did this. One time I decided, I said, well, I'm going to just get in there with the employees. I, I went and bought uh, some khaki pants and a blue shirt. And I went to Walmart. And I act like I work there. <laughs> you know, I just blend it in. You get you know. a job that way, you know. Well, <laughs> security. Right. <laughs> 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 they, they asked me, so, uh, uh, you work? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, why you got no name tag? I said, wait, no, man. Wait, wait, wait on the shift change. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody ran to me out, though. That's all right. Because I couldn't find the, the mandates for the lady. That's all right. You know, you are an authentic comedian. You keep it real and you do your own thing, like you say, about your wife and your, and, and your relationships. But there's times that there's comedians out there that will still take your material yeah. the joke stealers out there yeah you're right has it ever happened to you yes as a matter of fact i've had two comedians that actually try to take my name word and one of them I recently was here in uh, in dallas texas i was the entire downtown tony brown yeah i mean it, it, it didn't go over it well i was getting ready to do a show uh i think it was in uh it was here in dallas and this guy here went to the club owner uh, it, was, it was already booked for a week, and he went to the club on like two days before the show. And then he was—he told the guy, "I'm downtown." Told the he said, "No, you're not." <laughs> he's just saying, "He's always you think." He said, "Man, look, get out of my place." And it, it, when he told me, I went, like, "Well, you know, I guess that kind of the flattery thing." But now the first one I had to do, uh, or did I had to copyright my name? You know, which uh, so you copyright it? Mm-hmm, you copyright it? You know, they can't sue you for because you know. Yeah, I they, like that. Yeah, yeah. You Taking care of your brand—that's your brand. It's business. That's your brand. You know. I mean, if you came confronted with somebody that um, took one of your jokes, how are you going to handle it? Or are you going to confront them? Or are you going to let it go? Are you going to handle your card? And we're like, call me. Yeah, that's, that, that's an interesting question. I, I, I can't honestly say that I, I, I won't get angry because, uh, well, we we work at this. I mean, people <laughs> people think you know we just rolled out of bed and this happened, right? I mean, you know, it's, we got to be careful what we say because if we're not funny, we don't get to come back. Uh, I used to, you know, I've done some things with Mike Epps. I saw Mike Epps one time <laughs> lose his mind in uh, in Atlanta. Hmm. The backstage guy went on stage and did Mike Epps' show verbatim. Mike was right down on, on that backstage. That's cold. Yeah, but when he came on stage, whew. He Mike, let him have it. Yeah. Lit him up. Put yeah, him on yeah. point. Mike put that, that, uh, that project whooping on him. I mean, he, this boy was... And when nobody's <laughs> stopping them, you know, I mean. And we sat there and heard Sylvie's jokes. Yeah. And just in amazement. Yeah, it's. It's flat. It's the way it goes. You know, joke jackers, that's just the way but it but goes. But you know, now, now in, 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 in the industry, in, uh, in, uh, 
in New, in New York where I did a lot of shows. That's where I really did a lot of shows, right? I really started, I started out. You know, once, you know, the, the industry did, you know, I hash it up with this. It's just so competitive. It's so, you know, it's so big there to where you go do an audition and you do somebody, even if you go on stage, this matters material, mm-hmm. you actually get blackballed in New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, they send the word out, you can't get no job, nowhere. I always say, <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of people that think alike, and you can have the same uh, joke, but it's the presentation. Don't yeah. don't not steal my presentation. Exactly. <laughs> now, there have been jokes that I, I thought of, and then I, you know, I said, I'm, I'm going to say it, I'm going to do it when I do the, the show tomorrow night. And then I'll be watching a clip on TV or watching some more TV, and I see another comedian that actually do the same joke, which means that we all would think alike. Thinking alike. There's yeah. nothing wrong yeah, with so that. What I would do, I would bag off of that one. I'll leave that one alone. Okay. You know, I mean, that's out of respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, they don't respect. That, that, you know, I hope she was she was so real because she, she had a lot of points to me. I mean, that's, there's no respect in this industry at all. That's right, male or female. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, because I'm going to choke somebody say. in front of Jesus real soon. Jesus, come down here and watch me choke this one. Don't, don't <laughs> let him die until I get finished choking him for like two days. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Well, I'm ready to um, get my uh, laugh on if you're ready for this live comedic performance. I, I wasn't ready. Oh. <laughs> yes, you are ready. As I present to you, everyone, a live comedic performance from comedian downtown Tony Brown. Thank you very much. I think you said that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Downtown Tony Brown, I'm not from Texas, and Texas, for people who are not from Texas, this is a different kind of world. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I I think what, you know, first of all, uh, I think that the weather's bipolar, you know, it it changes because of the moves. Now, uh, people tell me about the weatherman, but the weatherman is always correct with the weather. His forecast, he just have the wrong day. That's all it is. You don't mess with the meteorologist. He can't help what happens in Texas. Uh, <laughs> I found some things to be kind of different in Texas. Texas do have some beautiful women. But uh, and I like the fact that a lot of them have long hair. See, I like long hair. Yeah, I mean, whether it's real hair or weave hair or horse hair, don't make no difference <laughs> to me. But uh, some people, some women that have the weave hair and the horse hair uh, don't know when to get the weave redone. You see, uh, see, weaves have a tendency to for kind of uh, fizz out, should I say. So I got a, a list for you. So, uh, uh, ladies, uh, first of all, you must have uh, $120 at your disposal at all times. That's how much it costs to get a weave redone. I've done my free search. Uh, if you put your hair in a ponytail, and no matter how you turn your head, look like a baseball cap turned backwards, uh, it's time to get your weave redone, okay? Uh, 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 if you walk through your house every day and there's an odor in your home that you cannot find or identify, chances are it's time to get your weave redone. Uh, if you run your fingers through your hair, and all your fingers get scratched at the same time. Uh, uh, it's about time to get your weed redone. Uh, if uh, you go out in the sunlight and you still smell hair burning every time you go from the shade to the sunlight, it's about time to get your weed redone. And most importantly, if you go visit your mama and she said, girl, what happened to your head? It's time to get your weed redone. Now, uh, now, uh, I got the you know the difference in in, in white women and in black women. Now, I like well I'm I'm, I'm married and my wife is white and uh, she I I just 
crossed over because of the different things that they say. You like, uh, 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 for instance, uh, black women say, uh, don't touch my hair, I just got my hair done. My wife said, pull my hair. <laughs> you know what? But that's, uh, I better not say no more because I got to go home. Uh, <laughs> I think what the next show I'm going to do in Texas is going to be called, uh, I'm not, I mean, I ain't normal. Because when I got here, everybody would tell me stuff was normal. That wasn't normal to me. I, when I got here, I got here about like almost two years ago, it was 112 degrees. People were going like, that's normal. I said, no, that, that ain't normal. 98.6 is normal. This is a fever. This, this is pneumonia right here. Uh, uh, and one time I was, uh, you know, I was catching the bus. Now, the first thing that freaked me out about Texas, they got their own police department for buses and trains. And I'm saying to myself, what is going on on a bus that you need a whole police station by itself? Yeah, I, but when I started riding, I understood that because uh, you'd be surprised what folks do for a free ride on the bus <laughs> just to go across town to the liquor store. But anyway, back to what I was saying about being not being normal. Now, uh, the, and the train, the train. Now, uh, I got to say this now. I mean, that's not a train. That's a trolley. I mean, anything that you ride, go ding, ding, that's a kid ride, okay? Uh, I never see. I'm New York, Brooklyn. I've, the first time I saw a train stop at a traffic light to let a car go by blowed my mind. I thought something was wrong with the train. I thought, I, I can't really get off. I said, well, the train broke down. Got you. <laughs> then it went ding, ding, and it kept going. Uh, where I come from, that train be part of the paint. But I'm going to leave that alone. Uh, now, I was over in uh, on Lancaster in Leadville. Okay, this is the last one. This is what really freaked me out. Uh, I was sitting over there waiting on the bus and you know, smoking a cigarette. So I see this guy coming down the sidewalk galloping on a horse. And I'm looking around, you know, and, you know, and, and I would the point, you know, you could, you know, crowd you point, you so somebody look a co-sign what you seeing, you know, they could, yeah, you know, didn't nobody do it. Everybody kept light a cigarette. I said, don't nobody see this. And then they told me, that's normal. Said, ain't none of that normal. First of all, ain't nothing normal about a, a man riding down the sidewalk galloping on the horse. That part. It's not normal. Now, what really, really got me, it was a black guy with a cowboy hat and, and a cowboy boots riding on this horse, smoking a cigarette. That ain't normal. We don't ride nothing. Ain't got no brakes. That's why I don't ski. That's my story. So my show is, I ain't normal. <laughs> Welcome to Texas, baby. Welcome to Texas, a long state. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Hey, I appreciate that. That was very funny, Dantone. Do you have any um, upcoming performances coming up? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be, uh, this Thursday, I'm going to be at the uh, the Doubletree Hotel. Okay. The Brack Door Comedy Club. That's what's up. That's I'm, what's up. I'm actually going to go in the front. Wait a minute, Drake, Tim. I'm going to be going in the front door. <laughs> if you see me, rub my head. <laughs> the one that's exposed. <laughs> right. Right. Because, you know, talking like that, they'd be like, which head you talking about? Well, it depends and on. your wife will be right there with that damn Uzi. <laughs> you, wait, you, you, you're kidding my fantasy right here. Oh, okay? you, you, just let me have this. Just let me, just let me roll with this for a minute. I mean, it's, yeah, okay. Oh, uh, yes. And um, uh, throw your hand in the air. And wave them like you just don't care. <laughs> okay, so you'll be doing the back door thing here. Right. Yeah, the back door. <laughs> <laughs> what? Right. Uh oh, yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got you on that one. Yeah, no, uh, no. I'm going creeping. All right, what about shout outs? You got any shout outs you, you want to give? Yeah, shout out to um, Aaron Wesley over there. Me and Aaron Wesley and uh, shout out. 
Uh, shouts out to uh, and, uh, Antonio Dewar. Shouts out to, let's see here, uh, Derek Cakeley. Very good comedian that yes. uh, we just worked Shout together. Shout out to Derek. Yeah, Derek has been uh, my, 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 my very good friend. And uh, Pastor Derek, uh, what? Uh-oh. I just called him Pastor. Oh, Derek Sidney. Pastor Derek Sidney. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, something to be said if you forget the pastor's name. Right. Because, you know, me and him. No, let me cover myself. Me and him, we're close like that. We on first name basis. Like me and God. See, I know God. And the first name is Jesus and last name Christ. Uh, yeah, a lot of folks know his middle name is H. Harold. Jesus H. Christ. Get it? <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, and all y'all, shout out to all of the fans and family and friends that actually show up at a lot of my shows. And uh, y'all come on out. There's going to be some more on the uh, Facebook and uh, some more stuff I'm going to be doing with Queen Sylvia and Mr. Smooth Tim, if they let me, because I am truly honored. Well, we are honored great. to well, have you, you here. That's, that's the most, uh, most appreciated. Thank Tell you. everybody how you can be followed on social media. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Now let me tell y'all about this right here Now you can follow me on social media On Facebook Facebook changed my name Made me give my government name Tony Brown Lee And I can't change it It won't let me do it That's our show program. Child support right. Yeah It was they found me. <laughs> That's how they found me uh, I was, I was clear for 32 one, years Damn them man uh, Yeah I had to pay that up But uh, <laughs> You okay. go to uh, uh, Let's see uh, on, on the website is downtown Tony Brown on the Twitter is downtown Tony Brown, and on okay YouTube. Now this is a good one. On YouTube is downtown Big Tony Brown. Downtown Big Tony Brown. That's what's up. Yeah. I appreciate that downtown. We're gonna play musical chairs. As I thank you very much for being on the show, I want you to keep me posted on everything that you're doing, and I'll gladly share it out there to the world. We are enjoying ourselves here on the Queen Sylvie Show. I hope you are enjoying yourselves as well as we are about to begin our interview with Pastor Reverend Deacon Smith. But before I do, I want to acknowledge birthdays because, you know, well, actually, if you woke up today, it's your birthday, but we do acknowledge some of those who officially have birthdays. And uh, let's see, Brett Favre football player do you know the football player brett Favre? wow yeah yeah green bay corner yeah green bay right how yeah. old do you think he is today's his birthday yes 45 he's 47 okay yeah what about dale earnhardt jr his birthday is today how he, old do you think he's he is? doing his last race here at the texas speedway too well how old do you think he is dale earnhardt jr dale's got to be about 40 42 what about David Lee Roth? I know you know him. Oh, David. Van Halen. David's been David. You gotta be fifty-two. David, he's older than that. Yeah. Give David about sixty. Sixty-one. <laughs> and for everyone whose birthday it is today, hit it! Happy birthday to you. <laughs> we put a little put. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, guess don't what? take it personally. So we don't forget the other people. The anniversary. Right. <laughs> Hit it. Happy, happy anniversary, anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Don't take that personally. Take Go it on personally. Out. No, you don't. No, no, you don't. Go on and enjoy You never let them take it personally. No. As I welcome Pastor Reverend Deacon Smith. Hi, to the Queen Silly Show, I, I, I thank you for being here. Are you enjoying yourself so far? I love it. <laughs> thank you very much. Born Tabara Williams, but also known to the world as Pastor Reverend Deacon <laughs> Smith, 
is a voiceover artist, writer, author of the novel entitled No Rules, Blood on My Hands. He's also a stand-up comedian from the Dallas, Texas area. You know, I mentioned voiceovers because I know you do voiceovers for music artists as well. What kind of voiceovers do you do for the rappers? Um, most of them. Talk like, into that and pull that up a little bit. Most rappers, they've they've started gravitating towards the Pastor Reverend Dinkin Smith. Oh, your character. Yes. Oh. And um, I guess it's just that sounds like money. Just based mm-hmm. on the name, I guess. That sounds like money. They using my brand on a rapper, and I'm gonna <laughs> you gonna have to sign or slide that check <laughs> to me. Mm-hmm. You got it. All right, multi-talented. You uh, you keep things versatile. I mean, you're our author of the book, uh, No Rules, Blood on My Hands. What is it that led you to writing the book? I was just in a deep, dark place at the time. Um, I I was in a prison at the time. I was in a federal uh, prison at okay. the time, and I, I had started. It. I had started, you know, writing a little bit, you know, before I was getting my sentence. And That's smart. And uh, this one guy just walked in my cell one day. He was like, hey, I wanted you to check out this book. I've been trying to give it to you the last couple of days. And, and I started reading this book, and then I seen the similarities in his and my own. And then I was like, you know what? I need that's you to right. check out my first three chapters. I and know, that's right. He came back in. He was like, man, you have a hit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, for real? He was like, yeah, you need to start writing on it. So like every day after then. Good you for know, you. I just found inspiration in writing. Good for you. <clears throat> the characters are like uh, James Juice Davis and Keys. Um, that sounds like that's a definite reader for me with just those <laughs> names right there. Uh, share some of the some of the insight on the characters and what the book is about. Um, the book is based about um, this guy James Juice. He gets <laughs> locked up in prison for uh, some murders that he didn't commit. And that while he's in prison, he's just going back over his mind, just like everything, just like that transpired between him going to prison, what could have kept him out of prison. Saved know, him. And he had, a, um, he had a beautiful wife that was sticking by his side the whole time. And, you know, she was kind of like reminding him about everything that happened before his son was born and things of that nature. And then, you know, keys to me, like when I first started writing about it, you know, I always just had this idea of like Rick Ross playing <laughs> like the major character and just being the boss and making the rules and, <laughs> and you know, breaking all the rules for him to end up in prison. And, you know, I just went along with that storyline that was in my That's mind all the right. whole time. Did this book serve as therapy for you? Oh, it really, uh, it really did because it's like all these demons that I wish you know, personalities that I wish I could have been, mm-hmm. that I wanted to be. That's all right. You're living and it through the book. Right. All right. Is there any more books coming, forthcoming? Almost oh, certainly is. You, um, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't got the bug now, the, the writing bug in you. Yes. Yeah, so, um, like my next my next book, it, I think it's going to be like more <coughs> uh, romantic. You know, it's going to have like. I like that. It's going to have all the lessons to love because like, you know, recently in my life, I've just been going down these ups and down roads with love and stuff like that and you know trying to learn more about myself and you know who I am as a man and you know what type of woman that you know that's deserving for me and what but what type of woman is deserving for you the woman that's right I, I, you got to tell me uh, I know she's a beautiful queen yeah, we want to hear characteristics there. yes I want you to tell her she want to um, know she wants you to foreplay her right now with the words what is it you know I just like a, um, a woman that's more challenging and um that's inspirational, you know, a virtuous woman, you know, that keeps me on my toes that's and makes me more aware of um, what's going on with me. And, you know, when I'm not just at my best, you know, to teach me the ups, the downs and, 
you know, just give me life lessons about what I've forgotten in life. Because, you know, along this way, I, I feel like that, you know, a part of me has lost this way. You know, and every day, you know, I'm finding like bits and pieces of myself along the way that, you know, I forgot about mm -hmm. like the person like who I desired to be when I was in prison was like, hey, I read all these books and and you like it's like, hey, that's the person I want to be. But, uh, you know, once you get out into this fast paced world, you know, you sometimes like forget about who you wanted to be and not focus on that person that you wanted to be and right. go back to the person that you once was. Before. It's not easy as people think to find yourself, you know, to let go of experiences, to gain experiences, goals. It is a challenge in life. I have a I have a brother that uh, it's not funny, but it's true. He uh, he robbed a bank in two days. Two banks. Two, he robbed two banks in one day by bike. Man. I kid you not. And probably wasn't even his plan. Just I don't know how that happened, how that came across, but he did it. He got away? He got away for a long time, mind you, and the only time that he got caught. When he registered his bike. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, was when he registered his bike, but when, when, when the girl in his life that wasn't his wife, mm -hmm. they started having issues about money. Right. And so mm -hmm. she gave it up like that, but no, they never never did wow. and he did it on a bike so you know i i know it is hard and you know he's he's been incarcerated and he's come out but sometimes it's hard when you come out to 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 get into society you know what i'm saying because he's now back you know yeah. what i mean so you to have done federal come out and found an avenue found your love listen you're blessed that's a that's a good thing yeah, it was the act of god you know yeah. because like when i first got out you know, I didn't have I didn't have much of anything. All I had was, you know, um, just my word. You yeah. Know, my, my sister so, had taken so that's me in, good. and um, when she taken me in, you know, you know, it was just like a whole lot of boundaries that I had to set for myself. You know, I didn't want to drive. I really didn't want no job at the time because, you know, trouble at the time for me being young was just so easy for me to get into. Right. And you know, the first time when I got out, I stayed out maybe like two years, and I got into so much trouble. Yeah. Over that two year span of time, you know, I've seen friends get killed, other friends go to jail, uh, get locked up for life sentences mm -hmm. and things of that nature. And I was just so uh, afraid of just being the next uh, felon to be a right. victim to the same crime. Or statistic. Or, or, yeah. You know, to the same stuff that I just continue just going down the same path going on and doing so on and so forth. So, like, once I, I seen that I was able to break that chain, you know, seeing my kids grow up to graduate and have kids of their own. Then you got kids. Grad yes, and I just you have, don't you know, look like you got no. I have, yes, I have grandkids. Three, no, you don't. Three babies. Three grandchildren. Mm -hmm, Give me slap. I got five. Two grandsons and a Shut daughter. Up. You do not look like that. So it must have been something in that water. I don't know what it is, but bless you, bless you. I'm, I'm glad that you come out and you're doing what you're doing because I think you've been doing comedy for like five years now. Yes. That is outstanding. I mean, I mean, comedy, even in the most challenging circumstances, comes down to getting people to look, to laugh at you or to, to pay attention to you or to listen to you. What What's your secret? How do you gain the audience's attention? Um... I had to recreate myself because, like, the, the, when I first got out of prison, I tried it. And, you know, I was just basically coming out as Tabar Williams. And Tabar Williams was, like, the person who got out of prison. And only thing I had to tell was, like, prison stories at the time. So, like, over that, the two years period of time, you know, I just was like, hey, who can I be that's, like, my, uh, I, you know, 
my other ego, my other personalities that I, you know, that I display to other people. That how did that, how did it come across to become Pastor Reverend Deacon Smith? That's what I want to know. Well, before it was Pastor Reverend Deacon Smith, you know, I started out with um, Shoe Shine. Shoe shine. Yeah. <laughs> hey everybody, you know Thutan? I'm Thutan. <laughs> everybody know Thutan. I thought Thus, I'll be down on the corner. Y'all wanna find me? Just come down on the corner. I, I like be that Thutan. I thought your Thutans. You you know what? I'm telling you, you go to that because you gonna come out like boy, they're gonna be calling for you. They really are. You got that talent. What do you like voiceover too? I, I love it. You know, I think I think Bill Cosby have have to be one of like the major characters. Him, Tyler Perry, Martin Lawrence. You know, all the people that actually like did multiple personalities mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on like different in different movies and just brought that out like to where I was like, I wish I could just be like all these people. You know, that they bring out and display to the world and. You know, that's what I do on a daily. You know, I just think of like these new people that I can just bring out. And like one day I was just sitting up and I was drinking. <laughs> and that, that old, and that old something juice. was like, <laughs> something was like, hey, why in the church is there three people? And they all, one, the pastor, you got the realm, you got the Dinkin, and then you got the, you know, I was like, I need to be all three of them. <laughs> And, you know, ever since then, that's just who I've been. And then, you know, somehow I ain't going to lie. You know, I got lies I ain't told yet, but some of them the truth. <laughs> but one day somebody brought these three hats to my house, right? And I said to myself, I said, who threw these three hats out there? They belong to a lady or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, they really look good on me. If I just take off the feathers, then maybe somebody might think I'm a pimp or something. But then again, I could be Pastor Reverend Dinkin Smith all over again. I could be the pastor, the Reverend Dinkin, and maybe even the usher. We need to fire the usher anyway because he ain't doing a goddamn good job anyway. So, you know, who going to take the collection other than the realm? I need to make sure my, my money is correct any damn way. You well, know, somebody cheating the church around here. Get the ties right. You you created that. That is that is now your brand because I know that some people out there will see, read, or hear the words Pastor, Reverend, Deacon, Smith, and they think they're going to get a sermon or they're going to hear amen. Amen. But describe yourself as a comedian because it's not. I got multiple personalities. I ain't going to lie. I be taking all kinds of pills and things like that. I take Ritalin. I be taking Zootland. I be taking Ecstasy. And sometimes I might even snort a, I might even snort a line just to prevent myself from being with a thought for that night. But it's all right, though. Somebody go pay me for that shit because her ass wasn't right. She should be paying me. That's how my personalities is. When I be getting to bed tonight, you know, I got to have a drink. I might have to have five drinks just to go to bed, but I might wake up about an hour later just so I can have that one extra drink that's gonna put me to sleep though so if you want to know who the pastor Ram Dinkin Smith feels that's who he is he's just a man with five personalities get five different checks for every personality and I get food stamps too that I don't even collect on because child support come down the line and get that right there they want all my extra money and then I got a truck downstairs I can't even put gas in I only got about 250 worth of gas Right now, if I make it down the street, I might go down there to the little Mexican store down there because they only sell it for like 99 cents and they accept pesos. So that's what you get right there. Every day.
day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so if you want a piece of the Pastor Ram Deacon Smith, that's what you go get every day. Pastor Ram Deacon Smith. And don't be laughing about my glasses neither because I ain't got the right prescription. They came in 3D. <laughs> that's what I got to drive my truck in. 3D. You know? Uh, and I, I, I swear. I bullshit you not. I was the only one. I was the first one with a with a truck with 3D shields on them. And, 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 and the shields, they still had a wave in them. So when I drive, I got to drive on the other side of the truck because, you know, I'll be still thinking I'm in Japan somewhere because that's the only place where they do that kind of bullshit at, you know. But I still be taking collections down there. You might catch me down up under up under Six Flags right there. Catch me up under the Texas Giant. That's where everything is big and that's where big tips come from too. You know, I catch everybody with one of them turkey legs down there. They might even give me a turkey leg, but that's all right though because I accept everything for the church. We take it down there to the food bank and we give it down there to the special letter kids. <laughs> that's Ram Dinger Smith. That is a whole mouthful of answer, boy. That is awesome. You are authentic an original and you know that's how you have to be people have to accept you for the way you are i mean have you ever had to deal with any criticism from I anyone do that every day do you how you handle that oh uh, it's, it's just so it's just like people like ask they like so why is it that you use the rem, the pastor, the Dinkin? I'll be like, why don't you mind your own goddamn business? Because ain't nobody asked your ass if you was the pastor at my own church. And, you know, just, you know, mind your own business. You know, you got to have a you got to have a pastor certificate to ask me that question. All right. OK. So now what 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 is the process that you use to develop your stand up material or you, you freestyle when you go up? Um. A lot of times, you know, it just depends on what I'm going through in life. Cause like, <laughs> or how you feel that day uh, more, right? If I get a couple of drinks in me, ain't no telling what's going to happen, what's going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> but on a, like a regular night, I, you know, I try, to, I try to be regular, you know. It just sometimes it just don't cross over. What's regular? Just, I just want to be sometimes, you know, on, on a good night, you know, when it's a lot of people and, you know, you, you actually just want to tell your life story sometime, right? And, Sometimes I just don't feel like I just had that superpower. You have the superpower. It's within. Are you going to Arlington Improv tonight? Uh, not tonight. I'm not. Okay. But um, it's like right now what I'm doing. I'm kind of like just stepping back for like a week or so, you know, because I have like so many different things That's like going right. on in my life. That's all right. And you know, I want to put together like a clean, good act. You know, just specifically for so that you can at least say you have one clean act in in your. Not just so much as just... Or are you transitioning to clean? Just like one clean act. I want people to see that, you know, outside of hearing Pastor Reverend Deacon Smith just be the person who cusses all the time, sounds drunk. I want you to have, like, that side that's able to cross over, you know, to, Well, you have how many personalities, so you have a good one, so, right? I want, you know, but I just want people to, to see that it's just not all about, you know, the cursing, the laughing or whatever. I want you to get the laughs without the cursing but get the message at the same time they're like hey he does have like real life serious issues well you know to take take it to to television you know to take pastor reverend deacon to tell to take it to a a sitcom and things like that you are going to have to have inside of your little bucket there a a, a clean your gp you know what i'm saying so you're doing the right thing on on that whole process on there but um who would you like to collaborate or or grace the stage with that you haven't yet um, I'm not gonna lie. Right now, my mind is like so. I'm like on the moon right now. Uh, I want to do some. I want to work with 
you know, Tyler Perry herself because I think I am what he's missing when it comes there to Medea. There you, you know, go. Uh, I would like to work with um, I would like to work with uh, Ricky Smiley because I believe that I can bring more to his acts. You Start know, hitting just, him up. And you know, it's just like so many out there. I even like working with Dexter um, Givens. You know, I like Dexter's working with. Good. I like working with. Um, uh, Derek Jack, you know, because mm-hmm. you know he Shout has out. the he has the multi personalities also, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I like working even with you, you know. <laughs> Thank you, stop. Yeah, I even kind of like working with you. Right, I'm kind of right. sort of queen. Yeah, no, I, love, <laughs> I, I love working with mm-hmm. because you know okay. I, I'm. I love the jokes and the energy she brings to the stage also, you know. So well, thank you very much. It, uh, the one person that I, I, I would love to meet again is, um, I just had his name on, Michael Connie. Uh, uh, um, I met him when I was in prison, believe it or not. And okay. he really was like one of the major stars that came to uh, to the prison, took his time out, you know, a couple of times out of the year to come to visit us. And uh, a lot of his jokes was like so funny. And I was like, hey, I want to you know do jokes like him they can inspire you motivate you to get out and do your thing and it was something different you know because you know i've seen him in you know um a house party three Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but it was like amazing to be able to shake his hand you know (coughs) even though i was in prison at the time and we we got that one 40 going or that's what i'm going to do you really did i'm ready to keep going i want some laughter right now as i present to you everybody a live comedic performance from pastor reverend deacon smith i'll tell y'all one thing the worst thing about waking up in the morning nowadays is having to take a shit you know, sometimes for the pastor, that shit don't just work the same way. How many times have you ever took a shit in the morning and you have to t- smoke a cigarette just to take a shit? <laughs> you know, sometimes I have to take a shit and that shit just don't work out because my shit be playing peekaboo with my ass. <laughs> and I'm talking the shit be acting like it want to fall out and I be having to squeeze and things. Don't you hate it when one pebble come out and then you get up and you smoke a cigarette, you drink a 40 ounce and then some more shit want to come in the middle while you taking a 40 ounce? I hate that shit. I be trying to read the newspaper and shit. You know, I hate Trump ass, but his ass don't make a motherfucker take a shit fast enough because he full of shit his goddamn self. How in the hell can you say that you go around the country and you can't even make my shit great? I like to have a, sh- a great shit in the morning while smoking a good cigarette. See, I don't smoke the regular brand of cigarettes either. I smoke them cigarettes that make your ass supposed to have to take a shit and you still can't take a shit because it ain't got enough nicotine in it. Yeah, that's me. And then the worst thing that I hate of all, I ain't going to lie. Maybelline, you need to get your ass up sometime and do some goddamn work around here. You you sitting up here on this motherfucking breathing machine and shit. Hey, I called an electric company on your ass five days ago, and they still ain't gave your ass five pumps of breath yet. So your ass can go in there and wash them goddamn dishes in there that still wait on your ass. Go in there and wa- wash them damn dishes in there. Vacuum the goddamn floor. I don't give a damn if your ass can't... Uh, Ain't got no damn body to push that breathing machine around. Hell, I'm on a goddamn cane. What you think that I'm going to do? Push the goddamn breathing machine around at the same time while your ass wash the damn dishes and vacuum? I don't think not. I won't do that shit because that ain't who I am. I'm the pastor. I'm the reverend. I'm the dinkin. And when I wake up on Sunday morning, I got to be the motherfucking Smith, too, so I can preach to somebody ass on Sunday. You know, this shit becoming damn too hard. Am I going to have to find a younger lady on your ass? 
See, that's the shit that I be hating. See, because them young ladies down there, they gonna give my goddamn ass a heart attack because all they like to do is fuck too goddamn much. All I have is 50 strokes. You know how long it takes for me to get 50 strokes? Shit, I ain't even got no Viagra, no Agra, or no Siagra. All that shit run together when you're fucking with the pastor. And that shit some hard goddamn work fucking with your old ass. When your old ass go get up and do something about yourself. And these damn kids, now you need to learn to, hey, call your goddamn kids. We need somebody to come over here, mow the line, and, and bring some food over here because your ass ain't grocery shopping no more like you used to. You starving me over here. Can't you see my ribs and the dog out there starving too? His ass, hey. Why we even got that damn dog in the goddamn way? When they robbed the ass the last time, he was the motherfucker that had his arms up just like we did. You know what I'm saying? And and I and I told your ass he wasn't gonna do shit because all he do down there is just sit there, scratch his goddamn balls and lick them motherfuckers, and his old ass balls is rustier than mine. You know, you talking about I got a rusty dick, he got some rusty balls. You know, I'm a, we gotta get this shit straight around here, cause this pastor Ram Dinger Smith in this house right here, this is a house supposed to be a prayer. And I'm praying that your ass get a breathing machine that's let you get cut on and that dog do something other than scratch his goddamn balls. Pastor Ram Dinger Smith. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to my clap? <laughs> that one was too much. Yeah. Oh, Pastor Reverend Deacon Smith, Lord, you hard, you hard, you you hard. You 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 can help her a little bit. You like I ain't. I'm the pastor. I'm the deacon, and I'm the Smith. <laughs> You off the chain, you is off the chain. I like that. Is there anything you want to add before you go? Man, I just want to thank all my fans, my uh people that stay tuned to me every day. Um, know my life story, know where we trying to go. Wichita Files, y'all stand up. Arlington, Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth, y'all stand up. Thank y'all for having me. Thank you for my my, uh, my beautiful wife always supporting me. My kids always supporting me. When I ain't got nobody. Hey, I always have y'all. Y'all always keep me at the top hey, of my game. That's what's up. And I what's love up. y'all. And thank y'all for having me. That's what's up. How about shout outs? Um, I really don't have you any You said that was my shout out. Thank you. Shout out. All right. Well, tell everybody how you can be uh, followed on social media and contacted um, for booking. Y'all can contact Pastor Reverend Dinkin Smith on Facebook. Pastor Reverend Dinkin Smith. My name will come up to Barra Williams. Uh, just look for the red hat and listen for the voice. Listen, look for the shadow. Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram You can find me on Twitter And also uh, Before I forget I also have um, a, a, a TV show Called The Garage Show yes. And I will be getting ready To um, To Reshoot my shows Dallas Fort Worth I'm, I'm looking for Unsigned artists That wants to uh, Be promoted And want their video Shown on The Garage Show 940 TV um, I've done shows With Mike Jones I've done shows With uh Marco Polo, uh, Michael Watts 5000, uh, the list goes on. And if you want your video shown and you want to get a live interview on the Garage Show 940 TV, just get at me on uh, Facebook, that's Pastor Reverend Dinkin Smith, or you can hit me up on um, on Instagram, or, uh, or you can even find me on Twitter as Pastor Reverend Dinkin Smith. That's what's up, Pastor. I thank you very much. I want you to keep me posted on everything you're doing. I'll gladly share it out there to the world. I thank you all for being on the show. Before we go real quickly with my in-studio guests, I'm going to do a little bit of Sylvia Mid real quickly. And Sylvia Mid is simple. It's Sylvia Mid because I call it that. But it's this words on the card. You can't, uh, excuse me, you are going to, okay, uh, describe the words without saying the words on this card to Pastor Reverend Deacon Smith. And you are going to try and guess and see what it is that she is saying. 
very simple and then downtown tony brown will describe or receive describe this to him somewhere you said you've been before with bars jail ding ding you said you were gonna go fill up your truck what are you gonna put in it what am i gonna put in it <laughs> my old lady <laughs> at a station nearby you said it was 99 cents a gallon oh oh pesos mexican peso gas mm. yes okay <laughs> last one you'd wear this um i hope just in an athletic competition this red hat <laughs> lower lower only thing I wear it at a athletic is a jock strap. There you go. There you go. That's what we were talking about, a jock strap. Do you want to receive or give downtown? All right. You're going you're going to guess. Guess what it is that um Reverend Pastor Reverend Deacon Smith is, is describing. All right. Uh you've ate there and they have uh ladies with some nice my wife now. <laughs> 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 they have some ladies okay. with some nice uh, nice hooters. what? Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, you sometimes get this when you go to sleep or before you go to sleep. My wife now. Is <laughs> 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 <She> <laughs> your wife can be that sometimes. Ah. Uh, mm. Mm. Okay, okay. Tell me if you want to pass. Wait a minute, that's a ooh, that's a lot of when she when she tell you about uh, not taking out the trash, they can give you a bitch. <laughs> oh, oh man! All right, <laughs> they, they, it's 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 headache, headache, headache. That's a bitch. <laughs> Do you know what that is? Uh -uh. Okay, we won't give it to him if he don't know what that is. They did this a lot in the seventies. Same. Even my hat, even my red hat represents a part of it. Hmm. Iceberg Slim was a. Donald Goins wrote about a. Oh. What? He what? don't know that. <laughs> Slavery. Mm -mm. Uh -uh. Pimp. Last pimp one. Pimpin'. Pimp. <laughs> He's a pimp. Um. Well, give me one more. Come on. Come on. Come on. Give me one more. Give me one more. What's Michigan's uh, NFL team? Michigan is in the NFL too? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Da> Dallas? <laughs> no, 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 no. You did it wrong. A white? <laughs> He's like, Michigan has a team? They do? That's a real issue there. Detroit Lions. <laughs> Detroit Lions. Last one. I know you got this one. Uh, Young Jock. Young Jock? Mm hmm. He's a. Young Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne? Uh huh. Young John. Lil Boosie? Jay Z, he's a rapper. Rapper. Yes. Rapper. There we go. That is it. <laughs> right. Yeah, where's that applause? Yeah, finally. On that hang one? on. No, no. He, he, he 
got one out of one. Well, no, y'all got, y'all got to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. But y'all got to understand. But in my defense, this is not Lent. This is Grand. <laughs> we would name all the rappers. Like, I thought it was a look kind of some new food. That's all right. Well, listen, I really thank you guys for being on the show. I thank Hope Flood for being on the show. Thank you very much, Downtown Tony Brown. Thank you, Pastor Reverend Deacon Smith. Thank my special in-studio guest, Kayla Point, all the way from Nevada here in Arlington, Texas, and on the Queen Silver Show. I thank you very much for coming in on the show. If you are a talent out there and you'd love to be on the show, you can hit me up at queensylviacomic.com. You can follow me on Twitter. No, you cannot follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram and uh, Facebook under Queen Sylvie or Sylvie Starks. And you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and everything else under Tim McKiffin. I don't try to hide, unlike some people over there, Tony Brown. <laughs> and if you'd like to vote, listen, you have till tonight, midnight, to go out and go to www.fbrn.us. Click on the vote, vote now, now button and vote for the Queen Silver Show, who is nominated for seven awards. That is category number 2, 4, 6, 17, 18, 23, and tw- no, 22 and 23. Right. 24 if you feel like it because we're in the gray bowl. That We'd is appreciate correct. That too. We'd love to have you go out and enjoy your day today. Tune in next week for another wonderful show, another wonderful show of great guests and live entertainment on the Queen Silver Show. Hey, I'll holler out of here. Go out and who we're going out with. Let's get out of here with, uh, believe it, Griffin Tucker and then uh, Silvery Shelby, my crown. Two young artists. They're both like 15 years old. Uh, doing great things in the industry. Uh, Griffin Tucker, his Believe It song, he did every instrument on this song. His CD, Believe It, just come out. Shelby, she's here from the Dallas. They're all from Texas. Hmm. And uh, they're doing big things. Uh, Was he on The Voice? He was on The Voice, yes. Shelby's been on Disney. And Shelby's an award, else, yeah. multiple award-winning mm-hmm. uh, gymnast. Uh, she hosts the United yeah, she was States US, Texas Yeah, she was champion. the vault champion. Yeah, U.S. vault champion. So she's doing these. These are young kids. These are our future out here doing a lot of good things. So support so, them. Yes, we're going to go out with Griffin Tucker, believe it, and so, so very Shelby. Shelby. This is the Queen Sylvie Show signing out. Go out and have a good day. Guess hey what? Everybody, uh, this huh? is Griffin Tucker, and you're listening to the Queen Sylvie Radio Show. I got to give a huge shout out to the Queen and to Tim for playing my new music and if you like what you hear check me out on my website it has all the details on following me on social media and how to get my new debut cd believe it just go to www.griffintuckermusic.rocks